Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Chumps to Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Danny. I got Scott and I got Matt here. How are you boys doing? Feeling good on a Wednesday. Just Danny, how are you? Oh, I'm here. I'm here. You guys are loving this freezing cold weather out all of a sudden? Oh, yeah, what, Danny? freaking flurries driving all around today. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Did Not you go? Not a fan. So answer me this. Let's start this podcast uh, talking about Christmas since it's in the middle of November. When is it acceptable for you guys to start playing after Thanksgiving? So, okay. <laughs> you haven't heard the whole thing yet, but okay. That is one of the educated guess. Yeah. Yeah. Got so some people say it's after Thanksgiving when you can start doing Christmas things. Some people have said it's after Halloween. Once November 1st starts, you can do it and skip that stupid holiday of Thanksgiving. But we know what Scott thinks. Matt, take it away. When does Christmas time begin for you and yours? It has to be after Thanksgiving for me. So you guys don't have your Christmas lights up? Just after Thanksgiving. Ooh, see, I would say December has to be the start of Christmas for me, but I also get roped into putting up Christmas lights at my house and I want to maximize warm time. Like, well, no, not only like getting up when they're warm, but like if I'm going to put that shit on my roof, I'm going to have it up there as long as it's reasonably possible to keep it up there to like make it worthwhile. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'll throw that up like day after Thanksgiving, but in my mind, Christmas doesn't start till December. And likewise, just to put a cap on everything, I feel like Christmas lights can stay up through January, but get that shit off in February. So through so January 31st, is there 30 days? Basically, day after Thanksgiving to February 1st. February 1st. You can have Christmas lights up, in my opinion. Okay. I know it's controversy. <laughs> I'll, I'll concur with that. I just can't get in like the Christmas mood when there's still a major holiday beforehand. Like you're still getting together, seeing your family. I mean, for most people get together for Thanksgiving. So it's like, I I just can't get jacked up. And then if I do, then it seems like it takes forever for Christmas to get here. And you're like, just amped up for, you know, seven, eight weeks or something. I was like, no, there's no way right after Halloween. Can I get into the Christmas spirit? Mm -hmm. I've got our Christmas trees. We have one upstairs and one downstairs because the lights started breaking. I got, we put those up last weekend. We had a weekend free. We're like, Hey, Let's put these up, put the ornaments up. So they're up and it's what, November 16th as of this recording. So, yeah, I don't know about that, Danny. I saw a a Snapchat and I didn't want to say (laughs) anything about it. I didn't want to rat you out to like all of our (laughs) listeners, but like Snapchat at your house with already the Christmas tree up and everything. I was like, fuck are these people doing? (laughs) We have the, we have the weekend free. (laughs) It's one of those things. Like if you have it up early enough to where people see it and they're like, the fuck are these people doing? That's too early. I don't think they're, I think that I, okay. I would say that I think I'm in the minority now of (laughs) we'll do it. We'll do it as early as whenever in November as we can squeeze out Thanksgiving for Thanksgiving is objectively the best holiday there is. There's, there's no ridiculous objectively. (laughs) <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean okay. there's there's no like obligatory gift giving there's no weird stories or fake animals or religious <laughs> overtones to it it's literally just getting together and eating and drinking i guess maybe some early uh america themed yeah. it but you know other than that just eating and drinking yeah and there's and football. football and football and football <laughs> i did I did see a thing uh, that said, when is it too early to, or when can you start playing Christmas music? And mm-hmm. somebody said something about after Halloween and someone's like, no way it has to be after Thanksgiving. <laughs> someone put, you know what? I'll stop playing Christmas music as soon as you start pumping out some Thanksgiving bangers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, I, you know what I've found recently is betting on FanDuel on the Thanksgiving slate. Is a lot of fun. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. Three separate games. You can watch all of them all day long. Love it. I'll put a lot of money in on that. Are you guys big into the FanDuel this year? I know historically we have been, but uh, you guys been looking been, at that? Uh, I've been playing a decent amount. I'm still, I think I put in a, a 25 burger at the beginning of the year, and I'm still playing off that up and down from there. But, you know, it's it's had its ups. It's had its downs. Mm-hmm. Scott, you've been doing I've it? I've only done a. 
a few weeks, uh, only a couple with the uh, the Butt Scuffs League that I because I just don't think about it, honestly, half the time. And the one time I went to put in a team and it was already full. Mm-hmm. So I did uh, just a generic one. And uh, there was one you could uh, just bet a nickel. And I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. It. What do I got? To, what do I got to lose here? Because when you win, <laughs> if you do win that league of like thousands of people in nickel, you win like a hundred bucks. And it's like, God damn, if I would have put like five bucks on this, I could have won 300 K. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah, but I didn't celebrate your close, wins, So I only lost a nickel. You can't be upset about how much you could have won. You got to celebrate that win. I know, but it'll always be in the back of my mind. All right, guys. Well, week 10's over. Week 11 is ahead of us. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit. I saw there were three stats I want to toss you guys away before we get in the news and notes. I wanted to know how awesome of a stat is. You may have seen these, and don't spoil it if you have, but three things that have occurred so far this season or in the career, it, you'll hear what I'm talking about. Stat number one. The Dallas Cowboys were undefeated in their entire franchise history, like 195 and 0 or something like that, when entering the fourth quarter up by 14 or more points. And they lost. So now they're like 195 and 1. That's kind of awesome because I don't like the Cowboys. But uh <laughs> that's hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, 195 and 0 or something like that. Now they're 195 and 1. That's awesome. Stat number two. If the Denver Broncos, they're just terrible. They're terrible, but their defense is great. If they were to have scored exactly 18 points in regulation in every game this year, 18, not very much, if they were to score 18 points exactly, then they would be 8 and 1 right now. How crazy is that? That's yeah, sad. that that hangs a lot of it on the offensive shoulders, right? <laughs> Get and, it together, Wilson. Yeah, I know and, there's been a couple probably defensive touchdowns against them too that were the offense's fault, right? So. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the last one, which I thought was hilarious, that Jimmy Garoppolo, in his career as a starter, his teams are ten and two. That's a pretty good record. Ten and two when he scores zero touchdowns through the air <laughs> when he throws zero wow. touchdowns in a the game they're 10 and 2 <laughs> i don't know really what that means he's other a, he's than a game manager danny he's <laughs> right. really he always has a solid defense <laughs> oh my gosh no that's awesome anyway let's bump into this thing let's talk some news there are a lot of injuries this past week compared to the last few prior uh we'll start with the big one cooper cup High ankle sprain. He got surgery on it, and he is on the IR. They're saying they may shut him down for the rest of the season. Oh, boy. That's a significant bummer after week 10. Uh, a gut shot to the Rams, right, Matt? Gut shot to any fantasy owners, too, because I'm sure he was propping you up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he serves it. Up. <laughs> I did see, like, all this backlash about the injury being the quarterback's fault. He overthrew him, and... Oh, uh, they need to get him out. I'm like, it was a fluke injury. The guy landed on his leg funny. Like it was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a bad pass. Don't get me wrong. But that happens all the time with good quarterbacks. That just was a fluke injury where the guy came in hard and happened to land on a spot that doesn't have any give. And they're all just calling for, I don't remember the guy's name, his head on the Rams. And it's like, give me a break. Like, do you think this team Wolford. is doing anything Wolford. with Stafford in there? Like, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, it sucks that you just lost your best player, but don't blame that shit on the quarterback because he made a bad pass, and that's <laughs> what got him hurt. He didn't get, like, crushed going across the middle or something. Yeah, I mean, what did people expect? Cooper Cup's old and injury-prone. Was this that <laughs> unexpected? <laughs> Jeez. Uh Zach Ertz, season-ending knee injury. I didn't see if he actually tore his ACL or MCL, what happened to him, but he's he's done for the year. And I think he was tight end three so far on the year. That's a big blow as well, right, for an already piss-poor position. Poor Zach Ertz. I was just, just about to say we'll get into a couple more, but for a position that's been heavily underperforming with the guys we thought, like Dawson Knox and some of those guys, this this sucks, and then a couple of the other injuries are bad too. But yeah, Zach Ertz was doing su- surprisingly well. I mean, we all expect him to do good, but I think he was exceeding expectations, and this is a a blow for them. But 
overall, I guess they should, in theory, get Marquise Brown back pretty soon here. So hopefully their offense doesn't take too big of a hit and keeps it competitive in that division. Now, is he old and injury prone as well? I want you to end every one of these little news and notes tidbits <laughs> about these players. We go, well, what do you expect? He's old and injury prone every time. <laughs> How old is Zach Ertz? I got it here. Take a guess. <laughs> He's got to be what? Like 33? 32. 32. Matt, did you look it up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. You know what? Now that you say it, he is old and injury prone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Khalil Herbert to the IR with a hip injury. Um, blast off for David Montgomery? Question mark? David Hopefully. Montgomery doesn't blast off. David Montgomery <laughs> might have one more touch a game. He he putters. He putters his way through <laughs> life. Uh, Jerry Judy, day-to-day with an ankle injury. They said they were really afraid that he uh, tore his Achilles, and apparently it's just a, not even a high ankle sprain. It's just like a uh, he's kind of all right, even though he got like sandwiched between a huge man and the ground. So you're saying he's a pussy. Yeah, based, <laughs> I'm trying to find the right way to say this, but just get up, you old bitch. <laughs> a deep bruise that's a hell of a long way from the heart <laughs> that's all the way down your leg there uh your boy matt i think when i think of juju smith schuster i think of you i think you've been uh out of the three of us his biggest fan i mean that's fair uh, to I mean, say it's, right it's a great name and i've had to rely on him and on a couple teams and he really turned it on developed some chemistry and was doing well with uh Mahomes and I was I actually had traded away receivers because I knew that this guy was going to be a fixture in my lineup. And then bingo, bango, concussion. And the worst part about it, too, it's like I get it. The worst part is that he has a concussion, but it had to happen after only like two catches in the first quarter. Come on, <laughs> right, bud. Right. right. <laughs> Let's push that injury off to the end of the fourth quarter after you got me a good fantasy day in. I mean, it's just irresponsible on his part. Rude and 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 childish, but it's just a concussion. I think he'll probably miss a game and be back. So you'll be you'll be all right. Uh, Dallas Goddard injures his shoulder and to miss, quote, extended time. Well, there's not that much time left in the fantasy season. Is he droppable if you do not have an IR you, spot? I say if you don't have an IR, I'd say yes. If you do, I I have, have him and I just threw him in IR. Leonard Fournette injures his hip. The Buccaneers have gone on the bye this week with exactly what Fournette needs, and they say that he may not miss time, but it's looking like Rashad White's going to be the starter regardless of Fournette's status. Matt, thoughts on that? Agree, disagree? I like this so much because I've I've been a white truther Um, because I, I just rostered him. He was my bench stash for a few weeks, and he, he kept having the news slide uptick. He's going to get a little more work, a little more work here. And I think we really saw it last week, and I do think it was despite the Fournette injury. He looked like the feature back there. He's been getting feature back numbers on the team, so I like that they're saying he's going to stay as the starter. And uh, pretty happy about it in a couple of my fantasy teams. Yeah, he actually started the game for them, and then they brought Fournette in for a lot of touches, but White has been better it's not that hard to be better than Leonard Fournette recently he's averaging like three yards per carry or some shit you know why because he's old what is he like 28 or something like that uh Gerald Everett injures his groin he may not miss time I bring it up because he was starting to become a real feature for Justin Herbert uh for the Chargers and the tight end landscape is grody but he may be okay the other thing I was going to note Matt Stafford and Kyler Murray, they both missed week 10 Stafford with a concussion, Kyler Murray with a hamstring. And they say that he, they might both miss week 11. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, that's kind of a big deal, right? Or is it not? I mean, Matt Stafford wouldn't have gotten Cooper cups, leg falling off. Scott, you say things. I'm sorry. I was, I, uh, I was still looking at some of the Rashad white stats here. (laughs) We, are done with Rashad White. You like, went said, so fast. Like, I didn't seven have a sentences. chance to defend Leonard Fournette. I'm rolling through this news. All I'll say here is like, I mean, I, I guess it's bad. I mean, the Rams are struggling despite Matt Stafford not being in there. Um, good. good injuries and production. Uh, Cardinals, they've been a mixed bag, but they're definitely better with Kyler Murray on the field. What this really does is gives the Seahawks and the 49ers a chance to really break away in this division. They're already leading it, but it is a tight race. And I think given 
starting quarterbacks being out, you're letting that get distance a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all the news that I had. Do you guys have anything else to add before we go into our big takeaways? No. No, Danny. No. Sounds good. No, you can just go for it. Well, Matt, start us off then. What is your first big takeaway from last week? My first big takeaway is the Lions just secured their second win in a row, two divisional games. Packers, Bears, the Lions hate everybody in their division. Shows that grit that we saw in Hard Knocks. Are, I mean, are we sipping that Honolulu blue Kool-Aid again? I think so. Hell yeah. But uh, I don't know. I think it, it would be fun to see them piece together a few more wins. It would take a miracle for them to get in the playoffs. But, you know, I'm going to sip that Kool-Aid. <clears throat> Love it. Scott, give us your first takeaway. Uh, my first takeaway is the Panthers get the W to continue this very weak, but super interesting division. Uh, Panthers avenged their loss of what three weeks ago to the Falcons where they lost by three after giving away McCaffrey. And we're all like, Oh, they're going to be horrible. And they barely lost. And then they came back and won this week uh, by 10 points. So this division is still five and five leading Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then you got what? Uh, four and six, and then two. I just had it and I lost it. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. So you got Atlanta, who's four and six, and then three and seven, both Carolina and the Saints. So two games back, and they're three and seven. Pretty gross. Pretty gross. But it actually makes for a, a really interesting division because you never know. I mean, Tampa Bay's looked like garbage, and then they finally had a decent game. And you just, you don't know what they're going to be week to week. So if any of these teams goes on a streak where they win like three or four, this whole division could be flipped upside down. And again, can't imagine any of them are really going to do much in the playoffs, but it's, uh, it's still interesting to watch right now. Yeah. I, I think, are we all rooting for Atlanta? I'm assuming we're all rooting for Atlanta in, yeah. in the scenario between Atlanta or the Panthers. I got no the Panthers too. Sure. I think the Saints are just annoying and are on a live right now. And the the Buccaneers, are, oh, they got a 45 year old quarterback. The the Falcons are going to win this thing, right? They're going to be the four seed and host a, a playoff game, sitting there at six and six and eleven. Yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> somehow I I like all the teams in this division. Probably Bucks are the easiest ones to root against, given the recent Super Bowl and some of the the nonsense but uh yeah falcons panthers saints i all like but i think i'm just more excited for the falcons this year Mm -hmm. than any of them my first takeaway the bills vikings was the game of the year that was crazy did you guys happen to see that unfold in real time oh my god yes the Uh, ending was insane the emotions the up and down have you seen the uh the graph of the win percentage chance for each team no i'm gonna pull it up here it gets the last couple minutes and just slingshots back and forth (laughs) it's it was (laughs) wild because it was very clear the vikings were going to win then cousins got stopped and then turnover for a touchdown in their own end zone oh my god the vikings are obviously going to win now and then the bills actually tie the game it goes overtime okay and then even overtime got wild it Mm -hmm. it was just an instant classic I assume that as soon as the Vikings let them kick a field goal to tie it with what, like 43 seconds left, I thought the Vikings were for sure going to blow it. Like you cannot just let them march down the field with no timeouts, I think, in that little time and then let them get in field goal position. But they somehow pulled it off in overtime. The thing that annoyed me about that drive, and I think it's an issue in the NFL, is the fact that when the Bills drove back, to get that field goal to tie it for overtime. Gabe Davis had an obvious dropped ball called a catch as he caught one on the sideline and the booth never reviewed it. They had time to review it. Why are they not reviewing this here? So Scott, why don't you dig into that? For your, uh, I was going to say um, yeah. my second takeaway is Gabe Davis has big game and makes huge catch slash no catch. Yeah, I don't <laughs> so understand. Exactly, exactly the point I was going to make. Like it doesn't take long to have a guy upstairs watching every play. And then as soon as that play happens, looks at it. So even if they're moving up to the line fast, you've got, you know, eight, well, you nine seconds. You can take a couple quick looks at it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that has to be something that you look at. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Timeouts are not. They don't have anything not. to just, not do it. You got, you, you got to do it. It's your obligation to challenge. I, I mean, the only argument I guess against it is, well, we don't want to give them a free timeout to look at it and give them a chance to, 
you know, set up and do everything when they're in a hurry. But at the same time, it was like, you got to get it right too. Cause it, it, it I mean, it definitely the, changed the game. There's no doubt about it. It shouldn't be on the Vikings to call a timeout there so that the booth reviews, they should immediately be stopping playing and reviewing that that's on the officiating. And it's, it's bad. Cause it was pretty clear that he did not make that catch. Um, and it could have changed everything. I mean, it did for fantasy. I mean, not that fantasy is, no, it is, you know, I take it back. It is really important, but Matt, your second takeaway. Second takeaway was I, I listed the big ones first, the commies, the Colts, the Panthers, the lions, all with wins this week. And also the Vikings and Packers, all underdogs, all pulled out wins this week. Huge week for the underdogs made for some great football. We've been talking about the parody all year long and this just adds to it. It's, it's been fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was awesome. How do we do, by the way, on our on our upsets this week? Do we all hit? Yeah, we all hit one, a different upset. That's pretty cool. Has that happened yet? No. Oh, maybe in the past. Yeah, a lot of upsets. It's really, really fun, especially this late. I mean, we're in the middle of the season. But my second takeaway, last undefeated goes down. The Eagles lost at home to the Commanders. So question for you guys, who is the best team in the NFL right now? Matt, you start. That's a tough one. Say something cool like the Dolphins or the Titans. I mean, I could say the Titans, but I have nothing to back that up <laughs> besides rah rah Titans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in reality, I still think the Eagles are a very good ball team. Vikings have been intriguing, but I don't want to say that. It, it's too hard. The parody is too good. Again, I don't know who the best team is. I'm excited for every week. I think there's a lot of very good teams. Boring, but go ahead, Scott, you pick. <laughs> uh, no, I is as good as Washington's defense looked. Um, and honestly, it was the fact that they kept Philly's offense off the, off the field. They were running the ball. I feel like eight times per drive, just milking the clock, keeping the offensive Philly off the field and then taking them their chances or their opportunities and shutting Philly's offense down a few times enough to where they were able to squeak it out and then got that last second touchdown, obviously on the mm-hmm. nonsense at the end. But I mean, they had the perfect game script for that, but I still think Philly's the best team. Um, Kansas City's not far behind, as lame as that is. But uh, interestingly enough, now Buffalo with that loss is third in the division mm-hmm. behind the Jets. That's that is wild. Yeah, Scott, why don't you toss out your uh, third takeaway? All right, third takeaway is: Will Fields and the Bears ever be good enough to do more than just enough to lose? Mm-hmm. They're I mean, Fields had, what, 48 and 52 points fantasy-wise or something like that the last two weeks? Yeah. And they lost. That team is, what, 3-7, and 3-6? and six. Not good. Not good at all. So it's like, obviously their defense is garbage, but they don't even have a, a lot of weapons on offense other than Fields right now. So he's doing it all himself. Is this team ever going to actually be able to win a game even with his progression and him getting better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Bears' defense is just absolutely atrocious, not giving them any favors. So, uh, Matt, your last takeaway. Why don't you just roll into yours, Danny? It's kind of applicable. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? I should have seen that. Justin Fields, is he a must-start in fantasy? Matt, why don't you answer that question for me? Is Justin Fields a must-start? Who would you start over Justin Fields this week in fantasy? I mean, the list is probably pretty short, I'm assuming. Damn. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to pull up the whole list and matchups to see who I would start over him, but sure. absolutely not a must start. I mean, there's other quarterbacks that I still think on a week-to-week basis are going to be much more consistent than him. But he's not a bad option. I think he's definitely a QB1 going forward until he says otherwise, right? They've changed their game plan. They're not, it's not just been a a weird little spike here with Justin Fields having a good day. They're, they're throwing more. They're more efficient with their throwing. They're scoring more. Remember early in the year, it was like, well, they couldn't even get a touchdown. (laughs) It was crazy. And now they're slinging multiple a game. 
Mm-hmm. Who it's, would you start? It seems like they're modeling the Jalen Hurts thing where if if your foot first look isn't there, just run because he's mm-hmm. been getting crazy amounts of big chunk runs and running in touchdowns just like Jalen Hurts has been doing and Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, we talk about how those guys are, you know, one and a half players for fantasy because they get all the rushing yards. And now Justin Fields is pulling out those same same techniques and uh, yeah yeah I don't see how you don't play him right now in fantasy Justin Fields or Jalen Hurts both you guys Jalen Hurts is playing at the Colts and uh, Fields is against the Falcons would you play Hurts or Fields I'd play Hurts or Fields (laughs) Fields or uh, Justin Herbert against the Chiefs Uh, see I have Herbert as the start of the week that's tough for me Mm. I think based on, you know, I'm going to go Herbert. I'm going to go outside the box here. Scott. I'd go, I, I'd go fields. Fields or last one fields or Lamar Jackson against the Panthers at home. I like Lamy Jacks here. So, so Matt is not a, a not all in on Justin Fields. He's not buying it. You know, I, maybe I'm just being <laughs> contrarian right now. I yeah. still like him. There's no, no reason I wouldn't start him this week. Okay, Matt Fields or Joe Burrow, your boy against the Steelers. I think he's gonna go Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling on that one. Okay, okay. You you sit on that. <laughs> you sit on that for a little bit. Matt, now okay, give us your last takeaway. My last takeaway is Justy J. Justin Jefferson is hitting his rhythm. And I know he's had big games spotted throughout the whole season. Um, and it's only been a bit of a stretch, but he boomed last week, had a great week the week before, had a couple duds in there and some low production around his bye. But I think he's going to just be on fire the rest of the way. The Vikings, I think, have found their identity themselves as well. And they know that identity is throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson. So obviously you drafted him, him as a wide receiver one, may have had some questionable weeks in there for you, but I think he's going to be great going forward. Did you see that catch he made on fourth down? Was that better than the Odell Beckham catch from whenever it was, 2013 or something? I think so. I don't think it was better. Was I think he, he got he had a little assist from the defensive guy that kind of kept it st- stable, I think, a little bit. The guy don't get me wrong, it was still amazing. Mm-hmm. I and he just stole it away from him as they were going down. I just don't think it was quite as good as the Odell catch. I liked it better. And the stakes of that were fourth. I mean, you lose a game if he doesn't do that. Right. Just to make the catch. But all right. You guys want to take a break? I want to I want to watch a camera of all the fans of the Buffalo mm-hmm. people as it was happening, though. You can see them in the background. Reaction. You can see them in the background going. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, wait a second. What am I? What am I missing? The game's not over. Yeah. Hey. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll do our starts of the week conundrums and then our picks and our draft. Uh, Stick around. We'll be right back. And we're back, and we are here to give you week 11 starts of the week for fantasy football. You need need this information really, really bad. We don't. We know it already. So, Scott, toss it out there, your quarterback start of the week. I have Joe Burrow against Pittsburgh. I think they are going to avenge their loss from week one uh, since he's been a lot better in the second half of the season so far than the first few games. We were kind of back and forth about what the hell are they going to be in their first couple weeks, but they seem to straighten it out. I mean, they're putting up a lot of points on the board. Um, I had a kind of crappy week last week, only scoring 13 against the Browns, but they just responded with, you know, 42 against the Panthers, 35 against the Falcons and 30 on the Saints and the two before that. So they turned it around. Their offense is moving. Like I said, interdivision game, rivalry game. And like I said, they they had an embarrassing loss in week one. I think they're going to come out hot and uh, pretty much blow the roof off this place and destroy Pittsburgh in this one. Ooh. Love it. Ooh, ooh, baby. Matt, your quarterback start of the week. Got to top that. Quarterback start of the week is my, I think I, I definitely spoiled this one earlier, but old Herbie Hancock, Justin Herbert, 
Um, he's mm. had an up and down year. Um, some not so great weeks, but you know what is there? The pass attempts um, and just how their offense works. And he has only hit three touchdowns twice this year, and he's only hit over 300 yards twice this year. Guess which team he did both to? Um, The Chiefs. The Chiefs in Kansas City week two. And you know what I'm smelling here? A three TD, 300 burger from Justin Herbert at home. You heard it here first. Write this down. Okay, hold on. Herbert, 303. God, it's going to be so sexy when he does that on prime time, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, the Chiefs are always on prime time because we're the Chiefs. So love it. My uh, start of the week is Daniel Jones of the New York Giants against the Lions. Not to pick on the Lions, but their defense. <laughs> and uh, Daniel Jones has been good against bad defenses this year. I think he does not go for 303. So I actually like Matt's better. But 250, 250 and two with a 40 on the ground. I think that's doable. Um, there's gonna be touchdowns aplenty in that game. Daniel Jones will get some of them. Fire them up, Matt. Or nope, Matt already went. Scott, your running back start of the week. I got Brian Robinson at Houston, and if you watch Monday Night Football, they were giving the ball to him every chance they got. Antonio Gibson had a few plays in there, but uh, it was definitely the the Brian Robinson show. Twenty six carries, I believe. Um, I don't have the stats up. Here we go. 86 yards and a touchdown. And like I said, it was the game plan to run the clock down, keep Philly's offense off the field. And he did everything he was asked. And they clearly showed that he's getting healthier and healthier. And they are going to give him the bulk of the carries from now on going forward. Uh, Houston's got one of the worst defenses in the league. Terrible run defense. I can't imagine he's not going to get in the end zone and put up probably a hundred yards in this one. I think he's, you're looking at a 15 to 20 point week fantasy wise from Brian this weekend. My only concern there is you mentioned game plan and game flow really helped him out. And that could be totally different versus Houston instead of Philly. But, and it's been weird too, to see ever since Brian Robinson came back and they hated Antonio Gibson before that. And all of a sudden they're filtering in Antonio Gibson more, even though Brian Robinson is back now. But hopefully that trend continues. I own some shares of Brian Robinson. I'd love to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Matt, who is yours? Mine is our boy, JTT versus Philadelphia. I think this this coaching change has certainly helped him. He had his, was that his biggest week of the year? Second biggest week of the year. Last week, um, first week with old Jeff Saturday coaching on Sunday. And... I think it continues. I think they're going to ride him, see what he can do. Lean on your best player to win games. It's what Carolina did for years. And if Jeff Saturday wants to have a job come next year, then he's going to do that. (laughs) I don't think he knows what he wants. But, yes, I agree. That's a good one. Uh, David Montgomery is my running back start of the week, and it has to do with Atlanta being a very poor defense and Khalil Herbert going on IR. So, yeah, I know Justin Fields is stealing the show, but David Montgomery is going to get some more work there. And – I, I think it's going to be very easy to score points. Field's going to get his, but so is David Montgomery. He, you got to start him up as an RB2 this week. Scott, wide receiver start of the week. Uh, I have Stefan Diggs versus Cleveland. And I know you guys say it's the obvious pick. He's the best wide receiver <laughs> That's in right. the league. You, you know it. what? Eat my yeah. butt. I picked yeah. Gabe Davis last week, and they both had a good weeks. But it's more than just because it's Stefan Diggs. It's because it's against Cleveland, who, beside the Lions, is giving up the most points per game in the league. So they're in games, but their defense is not doing, not doing a great job of holding teams from scoring. And uh, – I, I definitely would think that Stefan Diggs finds the end zone at least once in this week. Ooh, Matt, you do your wide receiver. We got Allie Robbie alert. Allie Robbie alert. Um, I think Allen Robinson is going to step into the limelight here. I know they're still playing with the backup quarterback or might be, who knows, but Allen Robinson is going to have to be thrust into that wide receiver one role. His usage has already been going up a bit. Um, I think. Despite who the quarterback is, he's going to get funneled targets. Um, 
and he's going to be a good play going forward, but I, I like him this week right off the get-go. Right off the get-go. Uh, my wide receiver is Rondale Moore. He's been getting more and more usage. They're using him a lot in the slot, and Zach Ertz is out. I think a lot of the Zach Ertz targets are going to go Rondale Moore's way. He's explosive. They need that kind of thing in Arizona. I think you can fire him up against the 49ers. Scott, well, you're tied in. quarterback situation. You think, mm-hmm. 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 Do you think a Rondale Moore quarterback situation would affect him more than Ali Robbie, given a backup plan? Equal. How's that? How's that? What's the so same. funny answer, Danny? So go back to what Matt said about Ali Robbie and then plug that in for Rondale Moore. And then that's the breakdown there. Scott, give us your absolutely wild tight end start of the week. Yeah, she had it. I have Travis Kelsey, but again, it's not. I mean, obviously he's playing every week. You're starting him. But I, uh, on the contrary to Matt's prediction, I just have a gut feeling that this game's not going to be high scoring because it seems like when these two teams play, you're like, oh, these offenses are going to light it up. And then it seems to be like a 24 to 17 game, not like crazy amounts of touchdowns like you would think with these highly potent offenses. And this is one of those games where I could see Kelsey, even if he doesn't find the end zone, the game's going to be close the whole time to where he's getting oh a handful of third down over the middle. We need six yards. So I could see him going for like 12 and 160 this week. So not even finding the end zone, he's still going to have a monster game. 12 or 160. I like how your argument just started out with, I don't expect this game to be high scoring, so I'm picking the tight end. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to find 160 yards in there. No score, though. No score. Uh, Matt, yours. Your tight end. Dalvin Schmaltz, also known as Dalton Schultz. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> uh, tight end of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> They're playing at Minnesota. Minnesota's been hot. Dallas uh, is coming off a, a weak uh, give up loss there against the Packers. Mm-hmm. I think he's been getting the targets. It's been there, especially with Dak back. I, I, there's not too much to get into here, but besides, I think it's a good play this week. Mm-hmm. And mine is Greg Dulcich against the Raiders. The Raiders have an absolutely terrible uh, defense. And Jerry Judy's probably going to miss. And Dolchers has been in the best rookie tight end so far. He's been great. So you can fire him up. He's going to get the targets, even if they're stupid, crappy ones from Russell Wilson. I think he can have a good game this week. So uh, let's dive into the week 11 conundrums that you guys have. Scott, what kind of issues can Matt and I figure out for you? So I got some wide receiver issues because I got two guys, or at least I know Waddle's on by, and I might have been a second guy. I'm blanking mm-hmm. now, but had to pick up some guys. And so my conundrum is I have Paris Campbell versus Philly, and you figure they're going to have to throw a lot to keep up, or Drake London versus the Bears, who Drake London hasn't done much on weeks he doesn't score a touchdown. So there's not a lot of confidence there, but just to throw another wrench in it is Marquise Brown is slotted to perhaps return this week. And if he's in the mix, do I just play him? And this is all, I mean, and if he's there, hopefully the quarterback is healthy and playing because otherwise if Kyler Murray's out, then you don't know. That's probably not a, not a great play if he's on a limited snap count without their starting quarterback, but Paris Campbell, Drake London, I don't really like either option, but. You got to play, got to play one of these three. Mm-hmm. Matt, you want to answer that? I mean, it's so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we could say different things now. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't have any faith in Paris Campbell myself. Um, Drake London, I'm not going to lie. I, I've liked how he's been utilized. He's found the end zone. He definitely had that bad strip fumble in one game, but he's been used a lot and he's been targeted a lot. I, I think they're getting more comfortable with him there, and I think uh, that's your right play against Chicago. It's going to go. I think if Marquise Brown is back, well, no. Without Kyler Murray, I wouldn't do it. And uh, I'm a never Drake London kind of guy because he ruined he ruined a couple leagues for me from being just so stupid. And with Matt Ryan there, I'm going to say Paris Campbell. I bet you Paris Campbell has a better game than Drake London. Uh, he's gonna be your he's gonna be your guy. He's gonna be the starter. So we didn't help you at all. 
It's weird. <laughs> Matt, why don't so you give like a... You, you guys could have had a six-pack bet amongst yourselves on my dilemma. I was waiting for Matt to toss it out there. I think he's he's mulling it over in his head. No, I don't want to put anything on that. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Matt, give us your conundrum. So these are real conundrums, and you guys are going to hear how gross they are in two of my leagues. I got two of them for you guys. But bye weeks are killing me um, in all of my leagues, but there's just two of them. One league I have to choose between in my flex starting Chase Claypool at Atlanta, which is a good matchup, and he got a lot of usage his first week, but then it went to z- almost last week. So it's a risky play there, thinking that they're going to go back to him and keep expanding on him in Chicago's offense. Or Daryl Henderson at New Orleans, which is just the, the grossest play all year long, but he's a consistent floor, I guess is all you can say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would, I know Chase Claypool did not do anything last week, but I, what is, I mean, what's more surprising Daryl Henderson going out there and running for a hundred yards and two touchdowns or chase Claypool catching like five passes for 70 yards and a touchdown. Like I think Daryl Henderson having that game is much more surprising. Yeah. I I, I think I, I feel like chase Claypool, if he gets a connection with fields, he could be the wide receiver one there. And I think the fantasy community will say, no, don't do Claypool until he shows that he is a part of the thing. I think this is it. I think you fire him up against the Falcons and you you roll those dice and you go with Claypool. That's what That's I would exactly, say. I mean, the, waiting for him to have a big week is like buying a stock after it just shoots. Yeah. Up no, price. you get so on it now after the fact. You got to get in before the fact. And yeah. like, like I said, I think Henderson obviously has a higher floor, but Claypool is the play here. I'm a go big or go home kind of guy. I'll throw something else into the mix on this one. This is a tight end eligible flex. Would you start Kyle Pitts over either of them? He's also on my bench. Oh, probably. <laughs> I don't want to. No, fuck it. Claypool is the answer. Sorry, Scott. You you can jump in at any time. Uh, no, I, I don't have real strong feelings. I was just kind of like glancing at, uh, yeah, the, the carries that Henderson's had in the last handful of weeks. And now with Acres back, you never know. It could be one of those stupid games where all of a sudden Acres gets 16 carries. Fuck and you're like, what the hell is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, he, I mean, Henderson six carries last week. He did get the touchdown to save the day a little bit, but I can't argue with going with Claypool there. And if Claypool doesn't do it again for the second week, you can cut him and never think about his ass ever again. Like I'm doing with Cole Komet, even though Cole Komet's starting to become something. No, he's fucking dead to me from goosing weeks one and two. So you can do it. You can go, go Claypool. I will. He is slotted in right now, so I'll keep it there. My other one, another league wide receiver, tight end eligible flex. Bye weeks are killing me. I picked both these guys up after the waiver wire. Who would you start between Skowronek? Is that how you pronounce it? Wide I receiver. Was hoping, I was hoping you knew how because I was reading <laughs> going. I don't think I've said his name. I've read it. I've read it online. I don't think I've ever said his name out loud, though. So or heard it. Rams receiver who got a lot of snap time. Um, Got a lot of targets with a cup going down. 98% of snaps. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the field. He's going to be used, especially with cup out. It seems like a a not sexy play, but something that could get you some volume. Or Nico Collins in Houston, who kind of blew up last week, his first week back. I don't know about blow up, but he had a TD and about 80 yards on 10 targets. I mean, that's a lot of usage. First five game for, back. Do you go five for 49? Yeah. Five for 49 on one and one on 10 targets. Oh God. I didn't know he had 10 targets. I, yeah, I'd go Nico there just because I, I, I don't think, especially if uh, Stafford's not in, uh, I don't, I don't like playing any Ram right now. Honestly, I think, I think it's scour neck. I think I remember hearing it on a podcast. I think it's scour neck. And you know, if Stafford plays, I would go scour neck because Stafford didn't even play last week and he, and had, he had seven, and... yeah, seven targets. Oh, he, 
Oh, we're not giving you much. Nico Collins 10. He's just going to get it thrown over his head, and he's going to get hurt. Just listen yeah. to the people just talk. Gonna, yeah, this quarterback breaks ankles with his throws. <laughs> so I who's – okay, who are they playing? Washington and the Saints. That doesn't really help, does it? Wow, this is a tough one. I guess Nico Collins is at home if that changes anything. I guess I, I guess Nico Collins is the safer play. The scour net could be fucking nothing. <laughs> and Nico Collins is always this this year when he's played been something. Uh Nico Collins. Okay, Nico Collins. I go to Nico Collins. Just in case Higby becomes more involved than we think. Like takes away from some of that. I don't know. I go Nico Collins then. I want to play scour net because of the name, though. It's badass. All right. My conundrum. You have to pick one of these guys, okay? DeAndre Swift, his partner, Jamal Williams, or Christian Watson, the breakout star from the Packers. Only choose one. Oh, boy. Refresh hey, me on uh, Jamal Williams last week with Swift. And I know Swift got a lot of usage. What did Jamal Williams have touch-wise? So I will tell you as I'm typing it in, I'm just stalling at this point. He had 16 (laughs) rushes for 59 yards and one TD. 40% Uh, snaps. I think Swift was like 30-something percent. Um, Swift, yeah, Swift was 31% snaps. Six six carries for six yards is all Swift had. So he's really not getting... But he also he almost had two touchdowns. But... Like he had a touchdown and then he had an, uh, like, it mm-hmm. looked like he had wide open spaces and then did this weird thing. And it was like, oh, and then he got like thrown into the third row. <laughs> like it tackled <laughs> that hard. That's so just, he's not doing anything with his carries. Six rushes for six yards. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I still with Jamal there. I'm, I know we just talked about hitting somebody before. They really explode, but is Christian Watson an after they explode kind of guy? Yeah, he he would be. I don't know if he's ever going to have that kind of a game the rest of his career. Maybe he will, but yeah. I, the Titans can be right. beat through the air despite what we want. So I still um, lead toward Jamal. I think. Uh, okay. Okay. Fine. Especially with yeah, Packers playing on Thursday night. night. Never a fun play either. I think yeah. Jamal's a play. Yeah. So let's get into our uh, survivor lock picks, guys. Um, just to recap, we pick our survivor that we haven't picked all year, and our underdog has to be a three-point underdog or worse. Right now, I've got five points. Matt's got two points, and Scott is at a good, solid negative two. Just waiting for the big scoring uh, weeks to come up here. Obviously, Scott, you're just biding your time, right? Yeah. Uh, all the teams that uh, are supposed to win are just sucking butt. So it's not you, them. it's them. <laughs> I like that mentality. I'm making the right picks. The players just aren't fucking <laughs> playing like they're supposed to. Um, exactly. So, Scott, why don't you start us off with your survivor pick this week? All right. So while, I think while Matt locks times- while Matt locks is in uh, while you're speaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got the commanders minus three at the Texans uh, Texans aren't very good. So this one is, I mean, it's not a huge, you know, for sure thing, obviously, but the way that the commanders just played their defense again was stellar. The Texans defense is not um, no, their offense is not very good. Uh, so this is just, it bodes well for if the commanders play anything like they just did against Philly, they shouldn't have any trouble beating the Texans. But again, it's probably going to be a completely different team and they're probably going to lose by 30 because I picked them, but sure, it is what sure. it is. <laughs> that is your thing. That's what you do. Matt, your survivor pick. I, you know, I don't love anybody this week. I like, I like the commanders pick. That's a, that's a good, since we can't repick, it's a good matchup to take them. They're coming off something hot. And it's the Texans. That's a that's a great pick. Um, but I'm gonna go with 49ers at Cardinals, and that's kind of baking on Murray not playing. Um, and I don't know what our rules are on me changing this later, but if uh I guess at this point I'm assuming that Kyler Murray is not playing. I, I like Niners either way, but they are on the road, so may not have been my pick otherwise, but I'm gonna lock in Niners here. 
I have been back and forth and back and forth and forth and back on how I want to go about this pick here. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills. The They're at home against the Browns. The only reason I didn't want to pick them is because they're expecting four to six feet of snow this weekend yeah, in Buffalo. Crazy. Did you see that? Holy four to, shit. Four to six feet. Like, I heard they were expecting them to play in two feet. Yeah, snow. they're they're saying maximum is six feet. That's I'm five eleven. I can't. That's you cannot insane. play football. Why are there still <laughs> open stadiums? You it it's you cannot play in six feet of snow. But they're gonna. Lord knows they're gonna try. So that made me not want to do that because it's just a big game changer there. But I didn't like any of the other picks. Maybe the Giants, but I'm not going to root against the Lions. I am following Matt onto the bandwagon of the Detroit Lions. He's been touting that that he's been tooting that horn for a couple of years now, and they're just very fun to watch. If I watch the Lions and Giants, I'm not going to root for the Giants. So you know what I mean. So why why make myself not have fun? So I'll go with the Bills. Now, Scott, your underdog pick. Yeah, I have uh, the Bears, who are three-point dogs against the Falcons. They're at Atlanta. Again, Bears have been just good enough to lose by like three or four the last couple weeks. But this is the team to get over that hump. The Falcons, like I said, they're only four and five, so they're not some beast of a team or anything. Um, So this, I don't know, this is one of those where I could, I could, it's a 50 50 game, but the fact that the bears are three point dogs, I think it's a good pick just because the way they're actually been able to score recently, I think they can beat the Falcons. The six feet of snow up in new, like how does that (laughs) not like collapse? Like houses, like a a residential house, Matt, what's the weight? you're better with engineering and housing and shit like that. Six feet of snow has got to be a lot of weight, right? It depends on how dense that snow is, Danny. Well, let's say medium amount of dense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wind will blow some of it off, right? I mean... <laughs> yeah. Um, Matt had to split. He's on kid duty right now. So he had to go do father things. I think that's fair. Um, I have the, he'll be back though. Don't you worry. I have the Rams as my underdog pick. They are. Four point dogs to the Saints. And I think the Saints are just absolute crap. So I, I'd I, say that's another 50 50 game. And the fact that they've mm-hmm. got more than three points as a dog. Yeah, I like that pick yeah, too. Yeah, for sure. I'd like a better uh, Stafford plays, but <laughs> right. I mean, that would help. Yeah. And my underdog is, you know, again, I didn't love any of the underdogs this week except for, you know, the Titans, their underdogs, the Packers. Tomorrow night, Thursday nights are always weird, low scoring, run heavy events, and that favors the Titans. Packers have struggled. They just pulled out a, a win out of their ass last week. And I guess going against my pick, uh, Titans are always terrible second half teams. So it could certainly happen again. But uh, I'm going to stick with my, my boys, the Titans here, and I'm going to root them along here for an upset win for me. Hell yes. The Titans are like, historically bad in the second half it's been really really rough from a point differential incredibly bad second half football this year it's not even just one of those oh my team sucks in the second half no the titans definitely suck in the second no like half. statistically the titans <laughs> are, are bad yeah <laughs> but i don't know what in particular about the titans defense just to talk because i'm also a titan saying this there's something about the Titans defense that is really, really good. And a lot of people are putting it on Mike Vrabel. Like, we don't know what exactly is good about this Titans defense other than it must be Vrabel because they are really, really good. It's the one thing they got going for them and Derek Henry um, and Nick Westbrook Aquina, apparently. Matt, you going to pick him up and start him after he uh, went total boss? I think that's another uh, picking after the uh, the peak situation yeah. there. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, NWI is not going to have another game like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, last segment, our weekly draft. Um, 
first three weeks, we started this week seven, week seven, eight, nine, there's a different first, second and third place. So week 10 was a big tie breaking event of, of sorts of who was really, really good at this weekly draft where we each draft a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and then a flex uh, for the week. And you cannot repeat a player you've already had on your team. And boy, howdy, I was so bad. So while I pour this beer, Scott, why don't you break down what happened uh, in week 10 while I get this all fucking ready? All right. So uh, everybody's quarterback actually had a good week. And then Matt had Justin Fields, who had another phenomenal week, putting up over 50 points. And spoiler alert, that outperformed Danny's whole team. The whole Um, team, the whole thing, (laughs) the whole damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Danny had Jalen Hurts, who got just shy of 30 points, and same with me at Tua. But here's the difference. Uh, Jamal Williams for Danny got 12, and then two wide receivers got a combined seven points. A.J. Brown, who got one catch for seven yards, and Olave, who had five and a half points. Uh, that, uh, that'll that pretty much do you in. Um, I wasted I my A.J. Brown pick. Yeah, that stack did not turn out this week. Uh, McCaffrey and Barkley both did well. And then Matt had Tyreek and I had Gabe Davis both did well. And then Matt had Claypool and I had Kamara and our flex. Neither of them did particularly good, but again, so total was 82 for Matt, 82.28, 80.2 for me. And then Danny pulled up the rear at 48.4. <laughs> That's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed right we'll now have to say that our, our grand totals on the year are tight. Right now, yeah, I want to bring it up because I am technically in first, um, for uh, week seven through ten with a whopping three hundred thirty-eight point nine points. Danny is in second at three hundred twenty-eight point eight. Hell yeah, Scott right on his heels at three hundred twenty-seven point one. Stopping the shit out of Scott. That's what you mean. <laughs> that's what that is. That's a total ass kicking beat down. I have a pretty comfortable 10 point lead here. So <laughs> right. uh, my wide, my two wide receivers did not even add up to 10 points. So yeah, that's a lot. That's a big lead, but we randomized uh, the order again. Once again, I don't have the number one pick. It's going to go Matt, Danny, Scott's. While Matt talks about his first pick, I'm going to chug my beer, which is the punishment, of course. Uh, here I go. Go ahead, uh, Matt. Well, I mean, I was going to make my pick, but I'm waiting for Danny to finish this beer. He's he's most of the way done. Oh, 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 and he's drilling it. <laughs> oh, I think there's still some in that glass, but I'll give him a break and make my pick. Um, I... Uh, I'll go ahead. Last week, I was kind of upset that Scott stole with the first pick Saquon Barkley from me because he had a good matchup against Houston. And I don't love the guy, but I wanted to use him up um, on one of my weekly picks when he had a good matchup. Guess what? He has a good matchup again again this week at home against Detroit. Um, I'll certainly be rooting for Detroit, but I'll pick Saquon Barkley to have another good game for Danny and fans. Oh, man. <laughs> I I wanted him this week. So, oh, man. I... I don't think I can chug beers Jesus. as well as I used to. I'm 34 years old. No, that was that was rough whenever I had to do my weeks too. I like I haven't done a beer bong and I don't even know how many how many years, but if I remember right, those go down pretty smooth compared yeah. to like chugging from an open glass. So I'll buy one of those <laughs> for next week. All right. My first pick. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. And the reason I'm going to go with Nick Chubb is because if this is a snowstorm, (laughs) 10 passes all game. Yeah, it's they're going to give Nick Chubb 35 rushing attempts like that. That's going to I'm going to go with the volume play here of Nick Chubb just in case. But how far can you run in six feet of snow, Danny? If you get three <laughs> yards per run and you run 40 times, we just got 120 yards. <laughs> hey, that's fast math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Scott, your 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 bang bang is up. All right. I am gonna go ahead and I am gonna take fields. Uh two monster weeks. Um he's got a another solid matchup again against um the Falcons. And like we said. I think they're going to get over the hump and actually win a game. Uh, so I'm going to go Justin Fields. And then 
I am also going to go ahead and take Debo Samuel on this mm-hmm. one. Mm, that's sexy hot. Um, I was half listening. So Justin Fields and the old bow. The Debs, right? Samuel. Okay, there it is. Back to me. I will take Patrick Mahomes. Well, okay. You made my pick easier. That's a good pick this week. Okay. Patrick Mahomes is there. So Matt, you're bang bang. That means back-to-back picks, by the way. I, I call it a bang-bang. You know, there's two quarterbacks that I'm pretty interested in. And now that uh, you already picked one, I feel like, and Scott already picked his, I can certainly leave those for last. Uh, I can pick my other position and get a stack if I want it. So hold on. I, I was looking at quarterbacks, and now I decided to wait on them. Okay. I already picked Justy J. Can't go that route this week. Uh, Stefan Diggs, I don't think I've picked yet, but uh, six feet of snow scares me. Sure. The quarterbacks I was considering was Lamar Jackson, but I don't really want to stack anything there. He's just not a stackable quarterback. He, like, he's not. He's not a stackable guy, and I was between Mahomes and Lamar on mine. Yeah. And the other one I was interested in is Justin Herbert, which now I'm kind of thinking about doing a little stacky action there. Um, what is the situation on Palmer versus the entire receiving core there? Is Palmer just the guy still? No. So it's confusing as hell. So uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both back to practice this week. They're that they're not expected to play specifically Mike Williams is not expected to play. It's just back to practice. Keenan Allen is an enigma. We have no idea who the hell he is. Josh Palmer two weeks ago was great. DeAndre Carter last week was great. So then you've got Eckler thrown in. Obviously, if ever it's okay, like it's kind of confusing. So Herbert is the the butter that melts over all the good mm-hmm. stuff. But to Maybe pick out the stack the- is weird. Maybe I just go away from the stack this week, um, despite who I pick it back. I will go ahead and I think pick the wide receiver that's really calling to me. Hold on. Okay, I'm holding. Don't want to chug a beer next week. That's my biggest problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's terrible to get drunk. JK, it's amazing. You know what There's I think? I'm just gonna keep riding it. a hot hand and think that this is gonna keep going the same way it's gonna go, and pick CD Lamb as my wide receiver. It's a good pick, and I like his matchup against Minnesota. I already talked about that matchup earlier. Um, that's my good. red pick. Sexy, it's hot. Uh, is it my turn or is it your turn again, Matt? No, it goes to you, Danny. I think you have the the tourney. Er, now that you get to go again, oh, you get to go, go again. Yeah. All right. Oh. Because they're making it tough on me. Mm-hmm. Barkley Lamb's I'm gonna a pretty, pick pretty good start. Finally gonna you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna burn the only tight end I'll ever pick in my flex, and that's Travis Kelsey at the Clippers. Fucking <laughs> dick. That's why I have Mahomes. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> All right. But I have a backup plan. You wanna know what the backup plan is? Eric Hill. <laughs> Close. <laughs> a little guy named Kadarius Tony. I'm going to go with Kadarius Tony here. Um, because Juju's that not going to play. A play right there. Juju's not going to play. Uh, and I got Mahomes, and I I just can't stop stacking. I just can't stop. So, Scott. <laughs> You can go ahead. Doesn't uh, can't stop stacking? Is shitting in people's toilet tanks? I I I'm gonna leave it as I can't stop stacking. That's a stacking. Stacking is when you and your buddy go back to back and no one flushes. You stack. Uh, That's (laughs) well, you and your buddy. All right, we're so mature. Just a poop second. (laughs) (laughs) Who poops like fourth? Because it doesn't have to stop at two. It's more than two. We all stack. Yeah. All right. Um, 
I am going to put my money where my mouth is and take Brian Robinson as my RB. Mm-hmm. And hmm. who do I want as a flex? Mm. I hate my draft. I'm Let's thinking... just start this over. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, who's their matchup? I forget. Um. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I'm gonna go with Joe Mixon. Joe motherfucking Mixon. Okay. I put Kadarius Tony. What the hell is the matter with me? What am I doing? <laughs> you could have had him on your fourth pick. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Matt threw me off with his stupid shit. So you know what? <laughs> I am gonna do something. This is going so poor. Yeah. Fuck it. I am going to go well, for my flex spot. I'm going to be drinking a beer. I already fucking know this. Cortland Sutton. Uh, with... Wait, did, did Scott pick both of his on the turn? Yes. Okay. Sorry. I missed I miss a Brian Robinson. Go ahead. With Cortland yeah. Sutton. Uh, Cortland Sutton, because Jerry Judy's out and they're playing the Raiders. Um, I don't know what I'm doing anymore and um <laughs> i think it shows it really shows you're just saving all the good players for later in the season i get it Danny. you would think <laughs> but i look through it and i'm like damn i took all these guys already so, <laughs> burnt aj brown on a terrible week tyreek hill and kenny walker that scored nothing with is bad no, you guys are going to see this weekend when Kadarius Tony catches a 80 yard touchdown pass, and you'll be like, wow, Danny had it. All right. Go ahead, Matt. Well, I was behind or between Herbert and Lamar Jackson, and Scott made me realize that I also need to put my money where my mouth is. Start of the week was Justin Herbert. Um, I'll go with him. Uh, Danny, you highlighted nicely that he has a lot of different targets there, despite Mike Williams and Keenan Allen being very questionable. Um, and I'm also playing against Scott, who said that despite this being a high powered matchup, it's not going to be high powered. Um, so I got Herbert and Kelsey going in it. <laughs> it's gonna be a high octane, it's gonna be a fucking boat race 10 7 final. <laughs> yeah, all right, there it is. We got locked in. Uh, guess feeling good. Yes, feeling good about these uh, these players in this draft because I think I've made it very well known. I'm not happy with what I've done here. <laughs> I think what's scaring me going forward is just, uh, I mean, running backs and wide receivers will be able to pick out some good matchups and everything like that, but quarterbacks could get pretty tough here going down the stretch. So, and- yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, I was happy to have burned Tom Brady, Daniel Jones, and then Tua early, but. I've also chugged two beers out of four weeks. So <laughs> I'm, I'm looking yeah. at Matt's team. Matt's team is going to obliterate my team this week. So <laughs> the only I hope Scott's just, just does poorly. Oh, Mahomes is going to throw four touchdown passes. They're all going to go to Kelsey. Tony's going to get goosed. <laughs> you watch it, guys. But. That's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone, for sticking around. Um, We appreciate it. Have fun this weekend. And uh, Matt, why don't you uh, close this thing out? Remember, have fun with it.